You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to What's New with Wired. It's Wednesday, November 16th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today we're talking about the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Satellite monitors discovered two vessels with their trackers turned off in the area of the pipeline prior to the suspected sabotage in September. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. The first gas leaks on the Nord Stream 2 pipeline in the Baltic Sea were detected in the early hours of September 26th, pouring up to 400,000 tons of methane into the atmosphere. Officials immediately suspected sabotage of the international pipeline. New analysis seen by Wired shows that two large ships, with their trackers off, appeared around the leak sites in the days immediately before they were detected. According to the analysis by satellite data monitoring firm SpaceNo, the two dark ships, each measuring around 95 to 130 meters long, passed within several miles of the Nord Stream 2 leak sites. We have detected some dark ships, meaning vessels that were of a significant size that were passing through that area of interest, says Jerry Yavornicki, the CEO and co-founder of SpaceNo. They had their beacons off, meaning there was no information about their movement, and they were trying to keep their location information and general information hidden from the world, Yavornicki adds. The discovery, which was made by analyzing images from multiple satellites, is likely to further increase speculation about the cause of the blasts. Multiple countries investigating the incident believe the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines were rocked by a series of explosions, with many suspicions directed at Russia as its full-scale invasion of Ukraine continues. Russia has denied its involvement. Once SpaceNo identified the ships, it reported its findings to officials at NATO who were investigating the Nord Stream incidents. Yavorniki says NATO officials asked the company to provide more information. NATO spokesperson Oana Lungescu says it does not comment on the details of our support or the sources used, but confirmed that NATO believes the incident was a deliberate and irresponsible act of sabotage, and it has increased its presence in the Baltic and North Seas. However, a NATO official who did not have permission to speak publicly confirmed to Wired that NATO had received SpaceNose data and said satellite imagery can prove useful for its investigations. To detect the ships, Yavorniki says the company scoured 90 days of archived satellite images for the area. The company analyzes images from multiple satellite systems, including paid and free services, and uses machine learning to detect objects within them. 
This includes the ability to monitor roads, buildings, and changes in landscapes. We have 38 specific algorithms that can detect military equipment, Yavorniki says, adding that SpaceNo's system can detect specific models of aircraft on landing strips. Once it gathered archive images of the area, SpaceNo created a series of polygons around the gas leak sites. The smallest of these, around 400 square meters, covered the immediate blast area, and larger areas of interest covered several kilometers. In the weeks leading up to the explosions, Space Snow detected 25 ships passing through the region, from cargo ships to multi-purpose larger ships, Yavorniki says. In total, 23 of these vessels had their automatic identification system, or AIS, transponders turned on. Two did not have AIS data turned on, and these ships passed the area during the days immediately ahead of the leaks being detected. By international law, large ships are required to install and use AIS. This vessel tracking system was created to help ships navigate and avoid potential collisions with other vessels. When turned on, AIS will broadcast a ship's name, location, the direction of travel, speed, and other information. It is relatively rare for ships to turn off their AIS transponders. Ships that go dark are often suspected of being involved in illegal fishing or modern slavery, with officials in Europe previously investigating ships that are believed to have turned off their AIS transponders. It would not be common practice to have AIS turned off unless the vessels have a classified military mission or they would have some clandestine objectives, because the Baltic Sea is one of the busiest seas in the world in terms of commercial traffic, says Otto Tabuns, the director of the Baltic Security Foundation, an NGO that focuses on the region. Tabuns says the Baltic Sea has multiple main arteries where ships travel, and it is responsible for ships in the area to have their AIS trackers turned on. Collisions at sea can be deadly and environmentally ruinous. There are many places in the Baltic Sea that are not navigable for bigger ships, Tabun says. There are also some areas that are not recommended or where it is prohibited to ship because of the heritage of World War II. Decades-old wartime submarines and munitions litter the Baltic Sea's floor. Spaceno detected the ships that had AIS turned off using synthetic aperture radar or SAR images from satellites. Most satellites observing Earth take photos of what's beneath them. Others, however, also use SAR to bounce radio waves off the ground and create images from them. Andre Kirikin, a coastal ocean color scientist at the Plymouth Marine Laboratory who has analyzed satellite images for detecting objects at sea, says SAR technology can be useful for detecting ships as it shows reflections from metal objects. They are shown as bright objects in SAR images, Kirikin says. Kirkin says SAR images can be used to identify the longitude and latitude coordinates of a ship, the direction it is heading, and potentially to estimate its speed. The main advantage of SAR over optical sensors is that the microwaves penetrate through clouds, Kirkin says. The images are less impacted by the weather and can also provide visibility at night. It's quite difficult to hide a ship from a SAR sensor, Kirkin adds. SAR images of the dark ships shared with Wired show the vessels as glowing objects, not far from the explosion site around Nord Stream 2. We assume it was one of those two dark ships that we have detected, but we're not making any decision, Yavorniki says. He says the company is not in the business of determining what may have happened or who is responsible, but instead provided the data to authorities. Kirikin cautions that AIS tracking systems on board ships can, at times, fail, the signal from AIS could stop communicating with satellites or receivers on land, Kirikin says, adding that the signal can be impacted by the weather, too. 
If there is a vessel that you can see in SAR image, but it's not reported by the AIS system, it does not necessarily mean that there's something wrong with this vessel, Kurikin says. Signals from AIS transponders can also be manipulated. Warships have had their AIS data spoofed, and ships around Russia and the Black Sea have vanished from trackers in recent years. While there are multiple ongoing investigations into the explosions, determining the full picture of what happened may take some time. Police in Copenhagen said its initial investigations have determined that powerful explosions caused extensive damage to the pipes. Images taken from around the exploded sections of the pipe appear to show that at least 50 meters of the pipeline were destroyed in the explosions. In an email, the Swedish security service Säkerhetspolisen said that due to secrecy around its operations, it could not discuss its investigation or whether it was looking at satellite data. However, agency spokesperson Gabriel Vernstedt said the organization is conducting a criminal investigation of gross sabotage around both the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipes. Certain seizures were made during the on-site investigation that are being analyzed, Vernstedt says. In public statements, Säkerhetspolisen has confirmed detonations happened at the pipes and that the Swedish armed forces are involved in the investigations. However, while the investigations are ongoing, there appear to be difficulties between the countries that are looking into the incident, which could slow the process. While Sweden says it is working with investigators in Germany and Denmark, the official leading its investigation has rejected plans to form a joint investigation. Tabun says he hopes the incident will act as motivation for countries to work on better ways to share intelligence, particularly as Sweden and Finland apply to join NATO. Each country will have its own levels of classification for information and systems where it collects intelligence. These may often be incompatible, Tabun says. However, he adds that the events should see countries look at increasing the integration of existing national systems so that there would be real-time information sharing for any response. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, Elon Musk has put Twitter's free speech in danger. Checking in on Wired Science, brace yourself, we're in for a triple wave of seasonal viruses. And on Wired Security, Russia's sway over criminal ransomware gangs is coming into focus. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.